we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday, and happy 420. Today is 420. Oh man, dropping the clues bombs for 420. Salute to everybody out there who don't care that it's 420 because it's 420 every day for them. That is true. They wake and bake every day. That is true. But you got something? You don't smoke though. No, I don't like flour. Don't I like edibles. I what you got? Oh, you know, this is my pre rolls. So, well, give know. me some flour anyway. I'll give it to people. Those are yeah. good gifts. Those are good for the pre rolls. Just, you know, light up. We call them dog walkers because they're short enough that when you walk the dog, you can smoke and get your little smoke on. And I thought dog right walking was when you was beating somebody's ass. I'll dog walk that hoe. Nah, nah. We call what? them dog walkers because they, oh. they, they're short size and you can smoke them. And, and you know, when, by the time you get back to the crib, you're done. Short size, but you can smoke them. There you go. You should call them Charlemagne then. I, what? Put Charlemagne in your mouth. What? 
Short size. What? So shout out to the staff. I gave all the staff some some happy 420 uh, gifts. Thank you, you know, sir. For the staff and everything Thank like you, that. Thank you, sir. Turbo Blue Rose. Slurred envy. I can't smoke, man. You know why I can't smoke? Because uh, the way my anxiety is set up, mm-hmm. that anxiety creeps in too fast when I smoke. I've never had a good experience smoking. But really? Those, with edibles, yes, because edibles is a nice you can body high. Right. Yeah, and you know right. how much you take in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it creeps up on you over the hour. That's what I like. That weed hits you too fast when you smoke it. I can't smoke it. I like edibles. But thank you. All right, it's well, a good 420 gift. If you're in Detroit, uh, you can hit up Mary Jane. That's uh, well, uh, most of uh, uh, the dispensaries in Detroit has my my actual strains. So shout to them. And if you're in Vegas, Hardeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife is mad at me right now. Why? Uh, you know, we've been talking about colonoscopies, and I took a colonoscopy uh, earlier this year, and they found uh, two polyps. Yep. Uh, I got one in December. I had no polyps, no redness, no cancer, no nothing. Yeah, it could have. I, I didn't have any cancer or redness, but uh, one of the polyps could be precancerous. So I have to go back in five years uh, just to make sure. Which I could, think yours is short. I think yours might be three. Three years. Yeah, I'm yeah. going back in three. I got to go back five. in five. Yeah. Go back in three. But long story short, uh, when when they found that, I'm making everybody I know go get colonoscopy. As you should. I'm like, I can't talk if you don't, because I just want to make sure my friends and family members are around. Absolutely. So I made my wife go. Now my wife is not the age to go, but I just made her go. Anyway, so today is her procedure. So you know, last night she had, yesterday she had to take the those prep. pills. Oh my goodness! Poop city. She, she wasn't. She, Poop city. She wasn't ready for that. Loose booty. <laughs> she she wasn't ready for that. <laughs> she done cursed me out. I, you know what? It, it, she she it, wasn't ready for it. It's funny when you try to explain people the prep uh, of colonoscopies because mm-hmm. they don't understand what we're saying when nope. we say diarrhea. Like, they're just thinking about, okay, well, I've had diarrhea before. Correct. Nah, nah, this is different. Mm-mm. This is literally every ten to fifteen yes. seconds. Maybe, maybe if if you're good every 10 to 15 seconds. Every time you sit down, you're going to get back up. She is so mad at me right now. Yes, she is so mad at me. And I guess, you know, she she did the uh, suit tab. The suit tab is where you have to take the pills. Some people take liquids that take the pills. I did did the pills. So the pills didn't agree with her stomach. So she kind of, she was like almost vomiting. Yeah. And then she pooping. Oh my God, she's mad at me right now. But the beauty is, boy, when you wake up this morning, that stomach going to be on flat, flat. Yeah, she's going to be on flat, You're going to be on flat, flat this morning when you wake up. Yeah, so. Any work you've been doing in the gym on your abs, you're going to see it this morning. You're going to see it the day after you do prep for a colonoscopy. Believe that. Yeah, so she's she's a little tight with me this morning. She She's very tight with me. Why'd they let her go early? Because uh, y- y'all got a history of it in your family? No. That's why, that's why I was able to go early. I was able to, because I won't be 45 till this year. I'll be paid for it. Oh, he just paid for okay. it because you know okay. it was one of those things. I'm nervous after seeing Chad with Bozeman and all these gotcha. brothers is, are dying from, from different things. I'm checking everything, I'm with you. I'm with and you. I want people I, I love to check everything because I want them as around as long as possible. I'm with you. Now today is 4:20. Yes. Did they put the song in that I wanted? Oh, good what, man. What song you wanted? Because today is uh, our good brother Killer Mike's Born Day, man. Drop on the clues. You want to start with Killer, Killer Mike? Mike? I damn sure want to start with Killer Mike because damn. today is Killer Mike's actual B day. I want to start with Styles P. I get high, but we can do Killer Mike. We can yes, do Styles. Man. We can do Styles P. A little later, Killer man. Mike put out a new record for his B day, man, called "Don't Let the Devil" with LP. Uh, you know the whole Run the Jewels movement because Killer Mike has an album coming out called Michael. But Happy Born Day to Killer Mike. We don't celebrate our people enough when they are here. Killer Shout Mike is Killer a Mike. treasure to our community. Uh, it's a pleasure to call him a, a friend and brother, and he's one of my top five favorite MCs of all time, and this song is hard. Before you play it, mm-hmm. I, I want to salute to Killer Mike. Uh, I, I just want to tell y'all a quick story. We got like 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was somebody getting people in Atlanta. 
uh, where they were uh, act like they were investing people's money and mm-hmm. really wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm. And Killer Mike went down to that individual and got so many people their money back. Nobody ever talked about it. And Killer Mike, he, he's a good brother. He's a hero. And he, he continues to do things like that. So Killer Mike, I love you. Michael Rinder is a real life superhero. And let's get his joint on right now. Now, if you're on BET right now, you're going to have to Google it later. It's called Don't Let the Devil featuring LP. Let's go. Hit one of the clues bombs for that. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Front page news is next. All right, morning everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Happy Born Day, Killer, Killer Mike. Mike. Happy Born Day, Killer Mike. Dropping the clues bombs for Killer Mike, man. That's Killer Mike and LP. Don't let the devil, man. Let me tell you something. Michael Render, Killer Mike, has a new album coming out called Michael. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put too much sauce on it because y'all going to say I'm biased because that's my partner and one of my top five favorite MCs of all time. But man. Crazy. When he drops, you'll see. All right. Man. I'm sure Killer Mike will stop doing man. when he drops that album. Man. All right, well, let's get in some front page news. Hey, Teslin Figaro, good morning. Teslin Figaro, the hood whisperer. Yes, good morning, Charlemagne the God, DJ MV Breakfast Club, and the ET. Now, now, I just want to start off with some quick sports. Last night, the Bucks beat the Heat 138-22. The Nuggets beat the Timberwolves 122-113. And the Grizzlies beat the Lakers 103-93. Of course, Brooks and LeBron kind of were chirping at each other all game. And after the game, this is what Brooks said about LeBron. Change. There are people out there that say maybe maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess what what were you thinking? Of? I don't care. He's old. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. Um, shouldn't have saying that earlier on. I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come and give me forty. Why they got to call a man old? Now, Brian, I need you to drop 40 next game yeah, But now. this is the thing, You right? got to show up for the, us old is next game now. That's the thing. Now, God dang. Now, Dylan Brooks last night scored 12 points, one rebound. Now, that old man dropped 28 on you in 12 rebounds. Brian, so how you call him old? You got to drop 40. I didn't. I, I never thought I would get to the point where Brian would be up here with us OGs. All right? <laughs> but I guess he is at this point, right? He's considered old in the league. He's been there 20 years. Brian, you got to drop 40 next game. And how the Lakers lose to the Grizzlies without John Morant? And yeah. did Giannis play last night? I fell asleep at 9 o'clock. Giannis didn't play last night. Because I'm old, man. Giannis didn't play last and night. Then, and then the Heat, the Bucks beat the Heat? Wow. Okay. Yeah, LeBron, don't let that Canadian talk to you like that. 40. I, that I need 40, 40 next him. game, Bron. That's and I right. ain't no Laker fan, but I want to see you drop 40, Bron. All right. What else you got, Taz? Yeah, it was a really, really good game. Um, just want to say my special happy birthday also, also to Killer Mike. I'm glad you guys did that special shout out. So hey. I will be going to Atlanta for the sold out Black Effect Podcast Festival. So don't be surprised if I'm reporting live from the, from blue, flame. the blue flame. There you go. <laughs> I'll be in there with you. The blue flame with Daytime Killer Mike shit. and... That's right. And his wife, my sister, Shay. So shout out to him. Yep. So Biden uh, issues an executive order to make child and home care cheaper. So wanted to give some good news uh, with President Biden signing an executive order Tuesday to advance affordable caregiving and support workers. Now, the order includes cabinet level agencies taking steps to fix the nation's child care and long term care system, such as lowering co-payments for services and other provisions that will seek ways for Medicare and Medicaid dollars to go further. Now take a listen to what President Biden had to say about the executive order. The executive order I'm about to sign is the most comprehensive set of actions any administration has taken to date to increase access to high quality child care and long term care and support for the caregivers. You know, uh, under this order, almost every federal agency will collectively take over 50 actions to provide more peace of mind for families, 
and dignity for care workers and uh, who deserve jobs with good pay and good benefits. The executive order doesn't require any new spending. It's about making sure taxpayers will get the best value for the investments they've already made. Okay. Yep. So good thing. This was, uh, you guys may remember when they were pushing the infrastructure bill mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, early on in the administration, this was pushed to the side. Uh, and so it wasn't able, they, they couldn't get support early on. So now they bumped it back up as they should, as Democrats prepare uh, to run in 2024. So I'm excited about this and thought folks should know people spend a lot of money on child care every year, about $17,000. So this should be pretty helpful. And, and, and that, I hope, hopefully that trickles down to the people who need it. And when I say the people who need it, the black people in the hood. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, we'll see you in a little bit. Tesla figure. I know this is a short one. We were talking. Uh, yeah, I have more news. We'll do, <laughs> we'll do it in a couple minutes. All right. All right, peace. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. It's 420, so get your ass up, light up, and uh, it's 420. It's The Breakfast Club on BET. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy. Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now we got Teslin Figueroa on the line. Good morning, Tez. Tez, the hood whisperer. Absolutely. Good morning, family. Just go through some quick sports. The Grizzlies beat the Lakers last night, 103-93. The Bucks beat the Heat, 138-122. And the Nuggets beat the Timberwolves, 122-113. I can't believe that the Heat beat, I mean, the, the Bucks beat the Heat without Giannis. And I can't believe the Lakers uh, didn't seize the moment and beat the Grizzlies without uh, Ja Morant. Yeah, they, were, they lost by 10. They were down by like 20 or something at one point, 21 mm. at one point. They came back, but yeah, it was it was a very physical game. It was an early game, too. I was asleep. I was in bed by 8.45 last night. Yeah, game started at 7.30, I think it was. It was early. Really? Mm -hmm. Very early. It was surprising. All right, now, what what are we starting with, man? Are we starting with this, the guy that, uh, the inmate that passed away because of bed bugs? Yes. That was wild. Uh, Brace yourself for this one. And just even reporting this makes me queasy. Uh, The family of 35-year-old Georgia man, LaShawn Johnson, who died in a bed bug infested jail cell last year, is now demanding a criminal investigation into his death, as well as closure and replacement of the jail. Now, the family attorney, Michael Harper, said that Thompson was found unresponsive in his filthy cell on September 19, 2022, after being eaten alive by insects. Mm. He went on to say that the jail cell, Mr. Thompson, was housed in was not fit even for a diseased animal. Uh, When Thompson was arrested three months earlier, he was put into a psychiatric unit of the jail uh, because officials had determined that he had mental health issues. His attorney said that officers and medical staff at the jail noticed Thompson was deteriorating, but they did nothing. And when they found his body unresponsive, uh, they did not administer CPR because in her words, she freaked out. Mm. Uh, The correctional officer actually said she freaked out. According to Fulton County Medical Examiner's report, Thompson's body was covered in bed bugs with no obvious signs of trauma, uh, and they did determine his death as undetermined. Now, in the meantime, the sheriff's office said that they have taken immediate action, uh, which includes spending $500,000 to address the infestation of bed bugs and uh, new protocols for security rounds and adding additional staff uh, to help on overcrowding. Uh, and so today they're also doing a press conference to demand a federal investigation. I'm so confused. How do you determine somebody's death uh, undetermined, right? That's number mm-hmm. one. And, and number two, this man had to be screaming for help, right? Like you're not going to get eaten alive by anything and not be yelling and screaming, That's you know, at crazy. the top of your lungs, screaming for your life. So yeah. they just ignored the brother? 
Yeah, it was a slow process. Um, you know, it wasn't like all, you know, at one time, but ha having the infestation, you know, Jesus slowly Christ. eating away, slowly deteriorating. Uh, they said he deteriorated over time, but he just never got uh, the medical help and and basically just let him, you know, stay there in, in filth until eventually it took over his body. And so that's what the federal investigation will do. We'll actually go back in and, you know, I, I assume uh, have the medical examiner make a determination. And once they do that, they can continue uh, with that lawsuit and that's see horrible. if there's any criminal charges that they can file as well. That's how I mean, jail, jails aren't supposed to be the rich Carlton, but, you know, jail shouldn't be a death sentence if you're not sentenced nah, to death. You know what I mean? Bugs and now, nah, but you know, most jail, a lot of jails are whether it's roaches, whether it's infested with with mice, whether it's bed bugs, which is disgusting. Good, oh my goodness! I mean, yeah. at least at least make them livable human conditions. Like I said, it ain't supposed to be no five star hotel, but at least make them livable conditions for a human. Damn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. What what else we got? What else we talking about? Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Uh, in case anyone wants to see if they can get the bag from Facebook, uh, Facebook users who had an active account any point between May 2007 and December 2022 can now apply to receive a piece of the parent company's Meta's $725 million settlement related to the Cambridge analytical scandal. Now, Meta in December agreed to settle a longstanding class action lawsuit, uh, which accused Cambridge, who worked with the Trump campaign to access private user information of more than 87 million Facebook users as an attempt to influence the presidential election. Now, the claim form, which will only require a few personal details and information about your Facebook account, can be filled out online or printed or submitted by mail. Now, the form only takes a few minutes to complete and must be submitted by August 25th to be included uh, in, in the settlement. You can complete the claim at www.facebookuserprivacysettlement.com. So if you want to see if you have some money coming to you, I thought this was an important story, submit that claim and see what happens. All right. And lastly, you got to talk about this Toronto Blue Jays pitcher and his wife. You got to talk about this flight. I just <laughs> thought this was disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so many of you may have seen it on Twitter. I wanted to see what the family thinks. So Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Bass uh, has sparked heated debate on social media after claiming that a United Airlines employee made his pregnant wife clean up a food mess left by his children on the flight. Now, Bass wrote on Twitter, the flight attendant at United just made my 22-week pregnant wife traveling with a five-year-old and a two-year-old get on her hands and knees to pick up popcorn mess by my youngest daughter. But not everyone, DJ Envy, agreed with the outrage, and they took to social media to say that he is responsible for his own mess. One user commented, be a decent human, and if you're going to give your kid popcorn on the plane, be prepared to pick it up. Uh, another person said, pregnant women can bend. They may not want Damn. to, but the solution to that is not to give your child popcorn on the plane. And another user who identified themselves as a former flight attendant said that a flight attendant is there for safety, not to pick up after your children. So do you think mm -hmm. you should pick up after your own damn kids? Or yeah, I mean, what? I can see both sides. Yes, I think that you yeah. should pick up after your own damn kids, but I do think you have to take into consideration the young lady was pregnant. So if it was difficult, and you know, if you've ever seen, you know, I traveled, with my family. So when I, yep. I when my wife is pregnant, you know, and we got, you know, two two other kids at, at at one point three other kids, I see how it is, how difficult it is for her to do certain things. So I'm there to pick up the popcorn. So if I was the flight attendant and I saw a pregnant woman with some other kids, I probably would help. You know yes. what I mean? Yes, yes, she's twenty two <laughs> she's twenty two weeks pregnant. She has a two year old and a five year old. The popcorn I'm sure fell out. Yes, I get it. And and I'll be honest with you. 
I've been on some of them planes and I've been seeing messes on some of them planes, cookie yeah. crumbs and all types of stuff. And not to say that the flight attendant had to pick it up, but there is a cleaning crew before and after that that's their job. They're right. supposed to clean up the plane and they could clean up the plane. That child was two years old and five years old. And it's not it like difficult. And, and it's not like she was encouraging the kid to spill popcorn. No, she didn't say throw the popcorn around. <laughs> you know I'm sure I'm the saying? kid dropped it by accident. Exactly. We on a exactly. flight and you want me to bend down on my knees and pick it up? No, I'm not picking well, it up, first- no. No, my yeah, and I thought, I thought no. that, that was my point of view. Like, when were you supposed to pick it up? Because you can't get out. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Out your seat, you know, it's only certain times you can get out with your seatbelt. So did they want them to do it before they got off the plane or like where was the time that she was really going to have for anybody pregnant or not to get on their knees and pick it up? I, I just think about like if you got to catch another flight, you got to get off the plane. You know, where was the time, I guess, that she wanted her to 
pick it up was, I was have the no first idea. thing I was thinking. Some of these flight yeah. attendants be nasty for no damn Absolutely. reason. Absolutely. I've, I've been seeing that and in in experiencing that. I understand that you might be having a bad day, but, you know, you don't have to pro project, you know, that bad day onto the passenger's of the airplane, because we all just trying to get to where we're going. That's it. And I'll be honest, if I was on that flight and seen that pregnant woman on the, on her hands and knees picking up that popcorn, I would have helped her. Because I know what it is to have kids and have young kids and trying to handle everything together. You know, I got six of them, so I would have helped her on that well, flight. I would have counted the kernels first. If, if there's only like two kernels left, I was like, oh, she got it. I'm saying she already down there. She got it. You know what I'm saying? You would have helped. I would have counted the kernels. That's all. I would have counted the kernels. I would have looked and be like, oh, it's only two left. She got it. No, you know what I mean? You would have helped her. I'm like that sometimes when you sitting in your seat. and I'm going to tell you something else. You know how you be sitting down, you be offering to help women with their bags? I got to the point where I stopped doing that because women don't be wanting help. Some women want help. No, yes, we do. I look every time somebody don't help me, I look and say, I mean, are you going to help? Okay. That's how I am. Some of these women be like, I got it. I got it. I don't need help. I'm like, okay. Okay. But most of the time they do need help and, and I have no problem helping them. I have no problem helping them either. Mm -hmm. You know, I've just been scorned because some women just be like, I don't need your help. I well, they probably feel it's like you're short and you probably can't reach the, the upper end of the, of the plane. So that's why they probably feel bad for you. And guess what? They, they, they can be right about that. See? <laughs> well, thank you, Tez. We appreciate you. No problem. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. And, and make sure you subscribe to Tesla and Figaro's podcast, Great Shot, No Chase on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. And check Tez out uh, this Saturday on the Woman in Podcasting panel at the Sold Out Black Effect Podcast Festival in ATL, Shorty. All right. Now, yep. now, when we come back, we have author and therapist Resma Menikim joining us. And we're going to kick it with him when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club on BET. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty uh, patty. I am gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. On the Breakfast Club. Now, in more Jonathan Major's news, now his attorney filed evidence on Wednesday that appears to show Jonathan's accuser uninjured and partying in a club after their alleged altercation. Now, if you go to uh, Ball Alert, Hollywood Unlocked, or Shade Room, you can see uh, pictures of this uh, alleged woman in a bar or club after. Why and you call her an alleged woman? Well, I don't. I'm a, I'm a, I just want to say alleged because to make sure I don't want to be like that wasn't me in the photo or that wasn't me. I oh, said alleged, the, alleged the, victim. The, the woman. Uh, yes, the woman. Yes. Yeah, the alleged yes, woman gotcha. uh, in a, a bar or club uh, partying after uh, the incident happened. So they basically say she really didn't have any injuries. Now, also, they're saying uh, sources close to the case are saying that uh, more victims of majors have come forward following his March arrest and are co uh, cooperating with Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Yikes. So I don't know what's happening, but uh, they're saying more people are coming up. But I don't know. <sighs> yeah, all of this is very unfortunate. Uh, but the reality is you are innocent until proven guilty. Sorry, Internet. I know y'all think otherwise, but there is still a thing called due process in this country. And that's. Wow, when I see Hollywood and all these people separating themselves from Jonathan, I'm just reminded that innocent until proven guilty and due process is only applied uh, to certain people. Yeah, and you know, it's it's crazy because when you see something like that, it seems like it's a, a, a media attack on him. Like this, it seems like a, a planned attack on him, the way that everybody's oh, coming out. Oh, it does seem coordinated. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a coordinated uh, 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 a media, a, I'm not going to say attack, but it definitely is a coordinated media Blitz. Pr Blitz, yes. Mm -hmm. a, yeah. All these press releases coming out at the same time, and you know, you, you you see the management and the PR team on one accord with one press release. Like, yeah. And they're using one outlet. I think the outlet they usually use is Variety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I, ab absolutely. All right. But once again, uh, innocent until proven guilty. 
That's supposed to be. That's what it's supposed to be in this country. It's supposed to be. It doesn't always apply to certain people. Mm-hmm. And the, the people it usually applies to aren't black. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. But we'll see. Now, Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia are uh, fighting this weekend. April Can't 22nd. wait. Now, yesterday they were on uh, live, IG Live. They were on Kai. I think his name is Kai Sinatra Live. And they were talking about wagering their purse. So if you don't know what wagering their purse is, they're, they're going to make a certain amount on this fight. Now they're talking about betting yeah, that. Yeah, not real purses. I know that we live in this era where, you know, you might think that two men are uh, absolutely betting their actual purses. Right, right. You know, but they men actually, do carry purses in 2023. <laughs> men do carry purses, but they're mm-hmm. actually talking about betting whatever they would make on that fight. Yo, you want to bet? Yeah, let's do it. The whole, the whole let's purse. Let's do it. The whole purse. That's I, a bet. Yes, let's bet. You hear me on the live. Let's bet. So everything For sure. that you... Let's make a contract. Let's sign it, both of us. Let's do it. Okay. And if you if don't... you really want it. Hold him on. Hold him on. Hey, he can't. Hey. Them young boys out there, goddamn. Brian, are you sure? I don't speak twice for myself. Oh. You already know. Your boy Aiden think he going to win. I know. Yeah, I, I am going to win. Them young boys out there, goddamn mind. Yeah, they stupid. Matter of fact, I'm not even gonna bring God into it. Them young boys out there, devil damn mind. Yeah, they stupid. Okay, let me tell you something. You don't train all those weeks, okay? You don't train mm-hmm. all those months to go in there and bet your purse. I don't care how sure you are, because guess what? If you lose, you definitely deserve the money. Yes. And if you win, you definitely, definitely deserve, deserve your money. money. Yes. Cut it out. That's and has pride. anybody ever really done that? Because I hear people say that if you beat me, I'll bet you my whole purse. You know, I bet you up my whole purse, I'll beat you. Does anybody ever really give up their whole purse when that happens? I, I hope not. There's, I wouldn't. There's no manager. There is no attorney. There's none. no agent. There's none. None, none of them that would advise none. you to do that. None. Not at all. None. None. None whatsoever. That's I, I, Listen, man, that's that's ass betting all day long. Because I promise you, if I lose, I don't care what I said on live, you ain't getting this hard-earned this hard money that I got oh, my, ass, that I got my no. ass kicked for. No way. Because we all know any given Sunday, any lucky punch can swing, and I don't matter. You could be I'm the nicest. To tell you. And you can knock me out, and you take I'm everything. To tell you. Nah, it's I not going to happen. I can't wait to watch the fight, though. Yeah, I can't wait to watch the fight, too. Mm-hmm. Now, also, uh, Young Miami confirms that her and Diddy have split. Girl, tell me more. Who am I saying that? Tell me more, girl. Hold on. Yeah, get it, get it, get it together. Tell me more, girl. Get it together. Hold on. Tell me. She says we are still friends. We are good friends, but she says we are single. That is not my man. Mm. When she said that, uh, this was in the cut. The source is the cut. She did a magazine for. Uh, she did an uh, interview with a magazine called The Cut. Mm. Was they ever an official couple? I don't know. They were remember she said they go together, but they single. That's what like I that? said. She said they go together. She said we go together mm-hmm. real bad. Mm. So yeah. they don't go together real bad no more? Nah, they don't go together real bad anymore. Damn. You look disappointed by this one. Yeah. You like them together? I did like them together. Mm, tell me more, girl. I did like them together. I just thought that they complimented each other. Mm. I thought, you know, she kept Diddy younger. And, you know, he... That's impossible. Don't lie. That she did. See, that's what you think that Beijing do no, for y'all, no, too. You no. think it keeps y'all younger, but I, it don't. Did, y'all just look stupid. Did he had a different swag. He had a different body. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Absolutely no, did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Still look like the old man yes, in the club. Did. No, he did. Did he was still shaking a little bit? He was shaking no, he a little better? Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He looked more tired to me, if you no, ask me. Look, young girls wearing him out. <laughs> <laughs> young girls wearing his ass out. Nah, did he look a little, did he look a little younger? Mm-mm. We mess with young Miami. I don't believe none of that. He did. Well, we wish him the best. No, we so don't. So we is. <laughs> what what y'all is now? That's a good question. I don't know what they is what now. What they is now? But they're not together. Mm, okay. All right. And that is your rumor report.
Why you got the fan like that? And, you was and, telling that you was spilling that tea about them relationships, girl. I had to I, get into it. I got some more for you okay. too, because there's a lot going on today. Ooh. Give me, give me, where's my fan? We might not need a woman in here if you keep giving me this feminine where's energy. Where's my fan? Where's my fan? I need a fan. I'm, I'm gonna go get me a flame, a flame and roll. You wanna share my fan? I don't wanna share your fan. Okay. When we come back, we got front page news. Teslin Figaro will be joining us, and we're gonna open up the phone lines. It is 4:20. So 800-585-1051, we want to hear your high stories. We want you to finish this sentence. One time I got so high that I what? We'll take your calls out the front page news, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning on BET. Mm-hmm. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's 420, so happy 420 to everybody out What's there. What's happening, 420? Now, a 420 is a day where uh, people most people high. celebrate cannabis, marijuana, and people get high. It's usually a time when people that don't usually smoke get a chance to smoke and try it out. But and it's a damn shame that uh, marijuana is not decriminalized on a federal level. It's a damn shame that marijuana is not legalized on a federal level. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's no greater hypocrisy than these states that have uh, legalized marijuana for medicinal and recreational use, but you still have people in prison for marijuana. That's right. Insane to me. That, absolutely. So we are asking today, 800-585-1051. Shout to everybody out there, everybody, uh, all the stoners out there. And shout to my, uh, I got a, my own strain of marijuana cannabis. It's called Slurred. You can get it out in Detroit, House of uh, Mary Jane, or any any of the dispensaries out in Detroit, uh, in Detroit Michigan should have uh, Slurred. If they don't, definitely ask for it. But we're asking, one time I got so high that I what? That is the question, 800-585-1051. Um, I tell you the story when I was up here. I think I was laughing for four or five hours. Uh, it took me about twelve hours to get home that day. Uh, my wife does not smoke or take edibles. She had a, a bad trip one time. I gave her an edible, and man, she was it, she was all over the place. She she was one minute she was crying, then she was uh, happy, then she was mad at me, then she was happy. It, it was it was the, the craziest trip. My kids were there. They didn't know what was going on. It was Damn. the weirdest thing. So we're asking, what is the craziest thing? We we'll start with you, Charlemagne. Um, well, you know, I don't like to smoke. I like to do edibles because when I smoke, it hits me too fast. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I have really bad anxiety and really bad panic attacks. Um, so I like to do edicles, indigo. But the last time I did smoke was during COVID. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I smoked during COVID because I was bored, you mm-hmm. know? And you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to die. You could not tell me that this was not going to be the end. I really thought that I was going to overdose on marijuana because this new weed, mm-hmm. I don't know what's in this new weed. So it was wintertime, and I had on some short pants and a hoodie, mm-hmm. and I figured, you know what? I need to go ground myself. So I went outside <laughs> barefoot with just a hoodie and shorts on in the freezing winter in New Jersey trying to ground myself. And then I went to my favorite tree, and I put my back up against my favorite tree and had my head up against my favorite tree. And I just remember, I don't know how long I was out there, I just remember my wife saying, get back in this house right now. <laughs> she literally came to the door and she said, get back in this house right now. And so I went back in the house, and I lived. So. No. That's the last crazy thing I remember doing. Yeah, I I remember one time taking it on a plane, and I just remember I was sitting first class. I was by myself, and it was a big, uh, I'm sorry, I got to use this word. It was a big fat family on the plane. (laughs) Big fat family. (laughs) The clumps. I I was sitting next to the clumps on the plane. (laughs) They were all big, and it just felt like they would just keep getting bigger and keep getting bigger and bigger. And I couldn't breathe, and I was by myself, and my manager wasn't with me, June. I just remember calling them, like, why are you here? And they just kept getting bigger. And then they were taking all the oxygen on the plane. And How I many seats did they have? They had like five seats. God damn. They, and they were big. And man. there was only two of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I just remember that. Envy thought it was a family, but it was really one person. <laughs> just one person. Just, just kept one beat. big old beast person on the plane. And Envy was so high, he thought it was a whole family. Man, that messed me up so crazy. Well, let's go to the phone line. Man, that is horrible. Hello, who's this? This is Libby. Good morning. Libby, good morning. We're talking. Today is 420. Happy 420, mama. Happy 420 is the best day of the year. Hey. I ain't gonna say all that now. Now, now. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> now we're asking. One time, I got so high that I what? Man, last year 420, me and my homegirl, we were faded. <laughs> we had ate edibles. We were smoking. Going down the highway, and I stopped at a green light. Why was you driving high? And she, Man, it's better to drink. Listen, no, 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 my bad. It's better to smoke and fly than drink and drive. That's right. No, 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 don't no, do I any mean, of them. No, I mean smoke and fly like if you're in a plane and somebody <laughs> no. else flying the plane. No. Don't do any of them. You, man, when I'm high, I drive better. I no, feel like I pay no, attention no, better. Nope. I'm no, more alert. No, you just said no, you were stopping oh, yeah. at green lights, but you said you drive better. Exactly. You stopped it at that. That's what you should have said. I was said. too messed up. You should Them edibles put me on a different level. Yes, that's why you shouldn't Jeez. have been driving crazy. you crazy tail self. My goodness. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is HML Sleep. What's up, brother? We're talking about one time I got so high that I what? Man, one time I got so high, man, I was riding in the car with my wife. She started asking me questions, saying that I was sounding different. Like, asking me questions. I'm like, what do you mean I sound different? She's like, yeah, every time you say something, you sound different. Make a long story short. She got me so high, I was convinced that I was somebody else. I couldn't even tell who I was. Damn it, man. I'm like, dang, are you really, am I really somebody else? I'm thinking paranoid like mug. I'm riding in the car. I'm like, damn, my alter ego just came out. Damn it, man. That's, that, that's the beauty of weed, though. You should turn into somebody else. Start freestyling. Start you know rapping. That, that happened to me one time. Now that I think about it, I was in but. Columbia, South Carolina, and I, I got so high. I used to have a, a gray, a silver Honda Civic, and I was high, and I was driving, and I shouldn't have been, mm -hmm. like 20 years ago. And I'm, I thought I was speeding. Mm -hmm. And I looked to the passenger seat and I saw myself in the passenger seat and myself looked at me and said, slow down. <laughs> so then I started driving slow and then I realized I'm doing like 30 on the highway. <laughs> Cars going by, you know what I'm zoom, saying? Zoom, zoom. And then I got paranoid because I'm like, I'm driving so slow, the police going to stop me. So then I start speeding up. So I just started playing a game with myself the whole time while I'm speeding up, slowing down, speeding up, slowing down. But I made it home. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. 800-585-1051. Happy 420. We're asking, one time I got so high that I what? Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Happy 420. That was a 420 mini mix, by the way. So we're asking 800-585-1051. One time I got so high that I what? We're going to the phone lines today. Hello, who's this? Tatiana. Hey, Tatiana. Good morning. Good morning. We're DJ NV, Charlemagne. What's you, happening? Mama. One time I got so high that I what? I had drove to the uh, chicken place that I like, and I ended up walking home. Wait, what? you drove to a chicken <laughs> joint and then you walked home? Yes. But you forgot you drove? I did. Jesus Christ. That's high. Yeah. I, I got all the way home and it's like, oh shit, where's my car? You must not have lived too far from the place. 
Lord have mercy. Well, God bless you. I'm glad. Uh, you, I'm glad you made it out alive. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Ty. Hey, take us off Bluetooth, Creek, South Carolina. Hey, eight four three, what's happening? Take us off Bluetooth for speaking. If you got us on that, Mama. I I don't. You can hear me now. We, yes, can. we can. We're talking about one time I got so high that I what? So one time I got so high that my son came downstairs and asked for a bowl of noodles. And I made it. I sent it back upstairs and I made it. And then I sat down, not realizing that I made the noodles for him. And I sat there and ate the whole thing with my cup of Kool-Aid. And then eventually he came downstairs asking, like, well, my, where my noodles at? And I was looking dumbfounded, like, oh, uh, just give me a minute. I'm going to make it. But when I went in the kitchen, I made the last pack of noodles. So I just ended up giving him McDonald's anyway. So wait a minute. So your son asked you to make noodles. You were so high that you made noodles for him, and then you ate his noodles, and then you had to go get him McDonald's. I did. I did. First of I'm all, first of all, first of all, I don't see nothing wrong with what you did because when you high, them children's snacks be hitting. Okay, when you they hide, do. when you hide the things you make for your kids be hitting. Then you turned around and was a great mom and got got him McDonald's. And I know you got you a little something for yourself from Mickey D's too. I, I did. What you got? <laughs> apple pie. I, I love them high meals. What oh, you got for McDonald's? I did get an apple pie because apple pies are the best. But I just got apple pie and some french fries. See, I know That's all? That That is the high mm-hmm. meal. People, apple people, pie, some french fries. Man, people will go to McDonald's high and order a quarter pounder with cheese and an apple pie and put the apple pie on the quarter pounder. <laughs> That's a sweetie meal, ain't it? I think that might be a sweetie meal. Ca- Carol, good morning. Good morning. How you feeling this morning? Tired, but I'm here. Happy 420. So tell us the the one time I got so high that I what? So one time I got so high that I came home and my dog was with me and I was watching a TV show with another dog in the show. And the dog in the show was barking and I felt like the dog was talking about me. (laughs) And I thought my dog was sitting on the floor not defending me. This dog. I love it. So I locked my dog up and put him in the cage, and I went upstairs and went to sleep. And the next day, I felt so bad. No, I'm with you. So you punished your dog for no reason. I, the dog on the TV was talking about me. He definitely was talking about me. First of all, if that dog on the TV was barking, that your your the dog in your house should have been barking too, just in case. Okay. Oh my god. Just in case. I'm with you. That's what I said. I'm with you. Goodness. Oh so yeah, the dog got the night in the cage. I don't see nothing wrong with what you did. Poor he just did a little. Dog. He just did a little overnight stay, a little bit, and a little bit. Hello, who's this? <laughs> My name is Janice. Hey, Janice. Good morning. Where you calling from? I'm calling from Indy. Oh, you don't want to say? All right. Well, what's the one time I got so high that I what? Oh well, one time uh, me and a friend of mine uh, we took an edible at work, and I can say this now because I don't work for this job and haven't for a few years. Uh, but I was supposed to be doing interviews for people's um, food stamps and whatnot, and I was at my desk taking a nap while those people were sitting in the front lobby. So them people ain't get their food stamps because your ass was high. You fell asleep. <laughs> you should I mean, be ashamed I, I, of yourself. Somebody coming with me up, but I got the job done, but, yeah, I was yeah, I was in the clouds. What if I told you that we used to be high as hell up here at the breakfast club all the time back all in the, the time. day? All the time. 
I'm, I'm sure of it. You would believe it? <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad time. Well, we used to be on them edibles and hit tripping. Oh, you hear me? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely off the edibles. I mean, tripping. Jesus. Tripping, yeah, tripping. Yeah. Saying anything to make each other laugh and dying <laughs> laughing like it was the funniest thing in the world for no reason. It was all fun and games till I passed out in this goddamn <laughs> studio one day. Not this studio, the old studio. Yep. Till I passed out in this studio one day and had to be rushed to the hospital for dehydration. Yep. I, I bet y'all ain't know that. I thought y'all did know that. Maybe I told you. I don't remember. I don't I know that. Yeah, you took like two days off. I had to. And then you ain't want to play no more. I ain't want to play no more. <laughs> Yo, we was I wilding. Changed. We was in and out of the clubs late at night, getting high, doing edibles right before we came on air. Oh, my God. Bringing the club with us. Oh, my goodness. In here drinking, my having goodness. a ball. But that's all AI. Any of that old stuff y'all heard from back then, that's AI. That ain't even <laughs> That was AI. That wasn't really mm -hmm. us. That was other ain't people. Even all right. Well, I also would like to say... Please keep in mind that it is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous, that uh, there's so many people, so many states in this country that has legalized weed in some way, shape, or form, whether it's for medicinal or recreational, and there's still people locked up uh, for marijuana in America. That Facts. is absolutely positively ridiculous. And I know mm -hmm. Joe Biden did a mass pardon of uh, everybody who's in jail for simple marijuana possession, but the reality is there is nobody in jail on a federal level for simple marijuana possession. So if Joe Biden wanted to, he could literally pardon every single person that is federally jailed That's for right. a nonviolent weed offense. He could mm -hmm. pardon every single body if he wanted to. You know, and that's what he should do, because like I said, it's ridiculous for people to still be in jail for marijuana in a country that has legalized marijuana recreationally and medicinally in so many different states. All right. It's so silly. Look at me right now. I'm sitting here with a pre-rolled joint in my hand from Envy's pre-rolled line. Yep. But there's people in this state locked up for marijuana. That's right. That don't make no damn sense. No sense at all. All right. Well, happy 420. Now, mm -hmm. when we come back, we got your rumor report. We got to tell you why they keep taking down Ice Spice's uh, pictures and videos. It's kind of crazy. We'll tell you why when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty pat. I am gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. On The Breakfast Club. Now, Ice Spice's uh, post the last couple of days have been getting removed. Charlamagne, you know why? Nope. Uh, because she put a caption that said, Ayo, Isis. So I guess Instagram take, took it down because they thought that she was talking about, I guess, Isis. <sighs> Well, what is she talking about? What herself. Is... That's her name. That's her real name. Her full name is Isis Anija Gaston. Oh. But I guess they thought Isis was referring to the group that are terrorists. I think they did that to me before. When I when I be calling you those- You said uh, you're Isis too? No, I call those white domestic terrorists that like stormed the Capitol and stuff. I call them vanilla Isis. Mm -hmm. I feel like they took one of my posts they down. They took it down. I don't yeah. know. I, I feel like I, they have taken a post down. I, I guess it was for the same reasons. Yeah, they said know. it violates Instagram's community guidelines on violence or dangerous organizations, but that's her name. It is her name, but better safe than sorry, because A.O. Isis sound crazy. A.O. Isis! <laughs> like, sound like you calling the troops. But Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's her name. I get it. Yeah. But they don't know that. Now, Serena Williams is shopping her memoir, and they're saying that it could catch uh, up to $10 million. Easy money. Now, this is just months after retiring from professional tennis. The 23-time Grand Slam singles champion, Serena Williams, is uh, shopping it around, so she's expected to get uh, $10 million or more. Easy so. money, and she deserves it all. You have a book imprint. I, I don't have no $10 million. <laughs> I don't have no $10 million budget for no book. No. Mm -hmm. no. 
You, you get it back though. I got good budgets, but not no ten million. Not, no, not no ten million. Not, not ten million. Nah. But, I mean, but it's not too many people can fetch ten million dollars anyway. No. Serena Williams is you know once in a generational talent. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's one of the greatest athletes of all time. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, some say top five greatest athlete of all time. I don't see why you wouldn't put her in that category. So yes, she's that sounds one about of the right. Greatest of all time. Yeah, ten million dollars for a book. That sounds about right. Just side note: if you had to put three athletes, greatest of all times, what three would you put up there? Greatest athletes of all time. Ooh, um, Michael Jordan definitely. Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would do Serena. Uh, I would. Uh, Michael Jordan. I'm not mad at Serena. I have to think about that. I don't know who would be who I consider greatest because you know you'd have to put like track and field people in there. Yeah, I would. You'd do have f- to put bicyclists because you know athletics to me mean you know stamina Everything. and conditioning. Like yeah, I would do Floyd. As a boxer. I don't know if I put Floyd up there. I'll do Floyd. I would do Michael Jordan and I would do Serena Williams. Three greatest athletes of all time? No, I disagree with that list. I'll put Tom Brady in there. I definitely would put Brady in there. But see, some people even talk about that. They feel like Brady's not the most athletic person, which I think is ridiculous. But I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. Mm. That's a lot of sports because you have to put football players in there. Football, soccer. That's football. Whatever. You know what the hell I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, the athlete means something different. Like, it's not about who was the best in their field. It's like, it's, I don't know what the hell athlete means. I just know that I wouldn't put... Floyd in that mm. great athlete though I don't know if he's top three all time but great athlete alright now uh, George Santos you know who George Santos is right the elected official yeah the elected official he uh is trying to do a bill called the uh, Nicki Minaj Act or Minaj Act now the Minaj Act comes after uh, Nicki Minaj was talking about the vaccine during the pandemic now she posted this she said my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine cause his friend got it and became impotent his testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called up the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Did and they ever find that swollen nut, man? I don't know. Mm. So Santos said the purpose of the uh, Menage Act is to establish a developmental period of new vaccines in order to generate public confidence. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I just told you he was creating an act called the Menage Act, and he tell you what the Menage Act is supposed to do, but it's based off of... <laughs> Nicki Minaj's post. Let's go back to the greatest athletes conversation. Greatest athletes of all time. <laughs> Michael Jordan, Deion Sanders. Hmm. Deion. Deion. Definitely Deion Sanders. Deion, Deion Sanders was uh, all world in football and basketball. I got to put Bo Jackson in there too. You know what I'm saying? Deion, Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali. Some people would go Muhammad Ali. Some people would say Arthur Ashe for tennis. Some people would say uh, Babe Ruth in baseball. Mm-hmm. Um... Some people say Tiger Woods golf. I don't consider golf as athletes. Golf is athletes. Mm-mm. Don't do that. Cristiano Ronaldo. Some people say Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. What's the other one that must have? Messi? Messi. Some people but say it, Messi. It, it, I mean, for me, definitely, when I think about it, Mike, I don't know why Deion Sanders and uh, Bo Jackson are the two that stick out the most to me. Just because they played two sports at high, high levels. Deion Sanders might be the greatest athlete of all time. Deion Sanders might be the greatest athlete of all time. Because I know a lot of times... Over MJ? Yes. A lot of times when we have these conversations, Michael Jordan is a great athlete, of course, but we think about the championships and everything else, even though Mm -hmm. Deion won championships too in Mm -hmm. football. But just we're we're talking athletic, athletic ability. Deion Sanders might be the greatest athlete of all time. He played football and baseball Mm -hmm. at a a supremely high level. He did. Sometimes at the same time. Yeah, Bo Jackson I could be making this up, but I feel like Deion used to play a football game in the day and a baseball game at night sometimes. I feel like I remember this. Deion Sanders is the greatest athlete of all time, y'all. You saying Deion? Deion Sanders is the greatest athlete of all time. 
Mm. Oh, I can't even say all time. I've only been alive 44 years. So this is a kind of, this is a, in, in my lifetime, Deion Sanders is the greatest athlete I've ever seen. Mm. Yes. I was born in 1978. Michael played basketball and baseball. He didn't play basketball and baseball at the same time, and he didn't play professional baseball. He didn't play for the White Sox. Man, shut up. Play for the Barons. The played goddamn for the White Sox. Birmingham Barons. He played for the Chicago White Sox. Google it. I got the jersey. Google it. Google it. And take that. You look stupid with that in your mouth like that. You sound stupid. I'm not arguing with you about this. Michael Jordan did not play for no Chicago White Sox. He played for the Birmingham Barons. Michael. Okay, I knew this before I saw the last dance. The, the, the Barons jerseys look like Chicago White Sox jerseys. Chicago White Sox. Mm-hmm. Bet your butt. Bet your butt. Nope. Bet your butt. Nope. Bet your butt cheeks. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nope. Uh, Michael Jordan, Jordan's decision. This is Air Jordan, did his time on the ground in a stint with the White Sox as a light hitting rookie in double A ball. So he played for the White Sox. He just wasn't professional. He played for the Birmingham Barons. He played double-A White Sox. He played for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should have bet your butt. Oh, it was the double-A Birmingham Barons. Man, shut up, man. See, it's, I, I'm not talking to y'all no more. He played one season with the double-A Burns. He played 127 games. He just hit 202. <sighs> You're right. I'm, I'm glad I didn't bet my butt. All right, and that is your rumor report. Now, Charlamagne, who are you giving that down? Oh, I don't want to talk to you. You know what, though? That's why therapy works so well, because I ain't even got to argue. I knew I was right. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you almost else. had my blood pressure up for two seconds. But it ain't work. It's over here minding my goddamn business. Okay? Four after the hour. You know who Donkey of the Day is going to? Donkey of the Day is going to an unidentified man who really pissed me off when I read this story. Because he was on a Southwest flight to Orlando, and he was bothering people that he don't need to be bothering. Okay? And we'll talk about it four after the hour. And Jordan did sign a contract with the White Sox. It was just the, the double-A team. I don't remember anything about that. Yeah, I'm I just, reading I just right remember now. the Birmingham Barons. You should have bet, you, you bet some butt then. I'm good. Okay. I'm all right. Mm-hmm. All right. Rumor report, Ma. Dog of the day when we come mm-hmm. back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake that ass up. In the morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. <laughs> Donkey today for Thursday, April 20th, 420 goes to an unnamed Orlando man, okay? But if y'all know his name, please let me know because I can update this story later because this story pissed me off. Why? Because I got four daughters, okay? Ages 14, 7, 4, and about 18 months. So even my children, okay? So even though my children are pretty good on flights, all right, there's times where, of course, they have cried on planes. I'm sure your kids have cried on a plane before, Envy, right? Absolutely. Why? Because that's what babies do. They can't communicate. They don't know how to use their words because they don't know how to talk yet. So they cry to let you know they want something. Was this food, sleep, hell? Maybe on a plane, their little ears are popping and they don't know what else to do because they don't know what they are experiencing, okay? But I was reading the New York Post today and I saw the headline, man on Orlando flight throws a fit over crying baby F that. That's literally the headline. It's got the F that in there and everything. See, this man was on a Southwest Airlines flight, a.k.a. his first mistake. Oh, that's where it was right there. Mm, mm, mm. Southwest Airlines ain't nothing but a Greyhound bus in the sky. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to do Greyhound like that, okay? Southwest Airlines ain't nothing but a Peter Pan bus, a Marta bus in the sky, okay? And ghetto is as ghetto does. And if you ain't never been to the ghetto, don't ever come to the ghetto because you wouldn't understand the ghetto, so stay the F out of the ghetto. Now, replace ghetto with Southwest, and it's the same damn thing, okay? And this video that went viral is proof of that because this unidentified man on this Southwest flight to Orlando is upset that a baby is crying on the plane. Listen to this fool. You're not in Florida yet. You can't do what the... I was asleep the whole time. You haven't served me anything. 
try to keep my calm, but if I wasn't on this plane, I'd be There's a child crying on the flight, non fing stop. That's what's next. Can you lower that voice? No, that's not. No, 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 no. No. Let's be fresh. Hold on, hold on. You want to be rational? No, 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 no. Don't tell me what you think I need to do. Let's be rational. We are in, we are in a f***ing tin can with a baby in a goddamn echo chamber, and you want to talk to me about being Okay. Okay, because you're, you're yelling. So That's is the baby. baby. Okay, so you're a man. <laughs> Did that motherfucker you're pay man. extra to yell? Okay, no. First Whoa. of all, first of all, he said you're yelling. So is the all, baby. Let's not even get to that part yet. First of all, I know you ain't complaining about not being served nothing on the Southwest flight. <laughs> I know, I know you're not complaining about not being served nothing on the Southwest flight. Second of all. You can't be upset that a baby is throwing a fit and then throw a fit like a baby. Okay, the actual baby is just doing what actual babies do. That baby had a reason to be crying and throwing a fit. The reason is because it's a baby. But what's your problem, sir? The flight attendant told you you are a man and you are indeed a man, unless, of course, you identify as a baby, which could possibly be the case because it is 2023. But for you to be upset that a baby is crying on a plane, I'm really starting to wonder what's up with y'all empathy. Okay, yes, a baby is crying on a plane. That's normal. Okay, but mind your business. A baby just can't stop crying on demand. And a parent can't make a baby stop crying on demand. Okay, you got to figure out what's wrong with the baby and then you handle it. That's the way it works. And then you got the nerve to say that that baby pay extra to cry. Mm. Probably because it's Southwest. All right. But that is also why you really 100 percent grade A sucker in my book, because you would not try any other baby like that. Okay, not little baby. Not Sada Baby, especially not the baby. The baby would smack fire out you. And Birdman Baby, the number one stunner, he you would put all respect on his name, so stop mm -hmm. playing. Okay? And the main reason I don't like this story, the main reason you get in the biggest hee-haw is be because it, it feels like it's a man picking on a woman flying by herself. Because if that woman was with her husband or it was a husband traveling alone with one of his babies, which I've done, you wouldn't play with that man like that. And you damn sure wouldn't play with that woman if she was with her man. This is how the convo would have went on Southwest if she was with her baby father. Let's be rational. We are in, we are in a tin can with a baby okay. in a goddamn okay. echo chamber yeah. and you want to talk to me about being y'all okay? gonna die in the hood you lived your whole life broke you ain't shit. did that motherfucker pay extra to you suck my y'all ain't gonna never make it out the hood that's right. <laughs> gonna die, bro. That's right. That's right. Big yep. soldier boy, SMD energy. Suck my D from the back like a pacifier. Who the baby now? Jesus. Okay? I'll have you crying uncontrollably. You'll be begging me to burp you. All right? Do a whole rectal temperature check on you. The moral of the story is leave mothers and their babies alone. Okay? Trust me, the only thing you should be doing when you see mothers attempting to mother in public is mind your business. Please give this unidentified man that was on this Southwest Airlines flight to Orlando really being a baby, the biggest hero. Uh -huh. uh -huh. mm -hmm. That rectal temperature check got you excited? I mean, don't excite somebody with a good time. You know, oh. no, he might like it. But anyway, you, you want to play a game? No, I don't want to play a game. <laughs> you want to play a game? Why you don't mm -hmm. want to play a game? Because the credits is rolling on BET right now. <laughs> the credits are rolling on BET. The credits rolling right now. You want to play a game? Mm -mm. Okay. I don't want to play a game. All right. Mm -mm. What do you think he is?
What do I think he is? Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw the video, so I know what he is. Mm. What is he? A nigga baby. <laughs> you know what? Wake that ass up. Early in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. That's right. An author. He has a new book out right now, Monsters in Love. <laughs> Res Dominican. Welcome, brother. Hey, man. It's good. Anytime I get a chance to spend some time with y'all, it's always good for me, man. Oh, thank you. I missed you last time. Yeah. I, I was traveling, but but you're here now. How are you doing? How are you feeling, brother? I'm doing good, brother. I'm doing really well. You know, the book's doing well. All of my books are doing really well. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, I am, uh, my family's good. My wife's good. My kids are good. You know, I can't complain, man. Resmond's not just an author to me. He's a teacher and a healer. Absolutely. You, you know, talk, talk, tell me, tell, talk to the people about what Monsters in Love is about. So Monsters in Love, man, Monsters, so, so a lot of people don't know, but I started, a lot of my work started as a therapist. So mm-hmm. I've been doing therapy for 32 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and primi- a lot of my work was in couples, working with couples. And a lot of the stuff that I saw out there, brother, that was, uh, that was especially as it relates to black people, people mm-hmm. and and bodies of culture it was just basically giving people tips mm. you know on, mm. on how, and, and and a lot of times man when you in long-term relationships being in a long-term relationship is different than being in a dating relationship mm-hmm. right and a lot of the tips are about how you rekindle things as mm-hmm. opposed to how do you grow up mm. and so and so uh, I wrote a book a uh, number of years ago called rock the boat rock the boat uh, was uh, um, was 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 really about you know some of the same stuff that monsters is but what happened was is that once rock the boat came out um and it didn't really sell that well uh but what ended up happening was is that over the course of the last 10 12 years i've grown as a person i've grown as a therapist i see things differently mm-hmm. i've grown as a husband i've grown as a father and so and i've grown as a black man who's trying to do liberatory work and so when i got the rights back to my book i was like let me put the stuff in that I've learned over the last mm. five wow. years. Wow. And that's what Monsters in Love is. Oh, wow. You, yeah. you say, uh, in, in the book, you say, uh, no matter what you do or who your lover is, eventually your partnership begins to hurt. Yes, right. Why right. is that? Right. And, and how do we deal with that? So, so, so you know, bro, we've been conditioned to believe that all we got to do is try and rekindle or try and, you know, let's start having date night and let's start doing all that different type of stuff. And what you find is that those that 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 purpose of relationships at the beginning is to draw you two together. That's mm-hmm. the purpose. That's the only purpose. And you start, and, and the way that you draw each other together is that um, you start. You you usually only tell each other about the similarities, or you like underwater basket weaving, or you like this, and you I like that too, right? But what happens after about a year or two years, what you start to find is that you start to show the differences, mm-hmm. and that's when we start to think something's going wrong. Nothing's going wrong. It's just the machinery of relationships doing what is, and it's designed to squeeze you so you get past your own adult developmental immature issues, Mm -hmm. right? But it don't feel good, and it takes a long time before people are willing to actually say, you know, there's pieces, there. there, how do I be the person that I want to be? At the same time that I'm connected to somebody that I love more than anything else. It's easy to Mm. do it by yourself, right? It's a whole lot harder when you're in with somebody and over the course of time you start to notice, hey, I love this person, but I also hate them. There's, there's some hate between us. That's healthy? Yeah, oh yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Hate is healthy? Hey, brother, brother let, let me say this. Mm-hmm. Y'all been married a while, right? Yeah. 
22 years. 22 years. I've been married. Well, I've been with my wife for 25, but we've been married since 2014. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I've been I've been with my right. wife for 30 years, right? One of the things that I learned through the course of that is that over time, so 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 relationships end up at the beginning or relationships at the beginning end up being this thing where you think that the design is for the person to make you happy, right? But the design of it is designed to make you grow up. So when so when you say to a person, I choose you, it's just me and you, there's mm-hmm. nobody else. At that moment, the relationship becomes more finite. More of what I do impacts you. More of what you do to me impacts me. When you get to finite relationships, when a person when a person doesn't want to do what you think they should do, you are tested, right? Mm-hmm. That's where the hatred comes in at because what ends up happening is you want to find a way around it. Your partner wants to find a way around that pressure, that that critical mass. And what happens is is that over time you either learn how to grow up through that or you blow it through your partner, mm-hmm. right? That makes you start to make choices about how you want to be and who you want to be with. That only happens in a long-term relationship. That doesn't happen in an infant relationship. When you just dating or you out here screwing around and you doing it, mm-hmm. what, what, the reason why people screw around is that they what they do is that they bring in a third person to handle the heat that two people should be handling. Mm-hmm. Hold on, explain that. Break that down. That sounds like a little threesome. Yeah. No, but that's what what he's saying. But that's Mm -hmm. exactly what I'm Mm -hmm. saying. So if something is happening between me, and that's why I wrote the book. I wrote the book. I wrote this book to address not just heterosexual relationships, Mm -hmm. but what I did was was look at all of the people that came into my office, both both, uh, trans relationships, gay relationships, heterosexual relationships, and I said, you know what? There's this patterning. Mm-hmm. Regardless, right? If it's not where things go, mm-hmm. it is. It is that when when you get into a relationship with another person and you say "I choose you," that pressure increases, right? Because because it matters what they think about you. It matters what you think about them, right? Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is is that when we start to look for ways around it to take the heat out, what you're really doing is taking the heat that could actually transform the relationship. So if I can't handle stuff that's happening between me and you, I bring a third person in, now that heat is being carried by three people, but it should only be carried by two. Right. Right? And and what we try and do is find a way around stuff as opposed to going through it. Mm -hmm. And and you know, I mean, y'all been in relationships Mm -hmm. long enough, you know there are times where you, where the easy way out, where, where we're trying to get around it, looks good, but you find that when you do it, that it undercuts your development, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It undercuts, like like the pressure, the pressure, I'm not saying you always should have pressure, but I'm saying the pressure actually creates opportunities for you to say, who do I want to be? And not only who do I want to be, but who do I want to be with you, mm. right? So in layman's terms, you're basically saying, you know, in some relationships, let's say they're having problems sexually in a relationship. That's right. And instead of keeping the heat in the relationship, a woman might step out with somebody else that solves that problem That's instead right. of dealing with it at home. Not solves the problem. So takes the heat mm-hmm. out of it, right? Because if I, if, 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 so, so a lot of times people steal each other's choices, right? So, so it's one thing if we're in a relationship and, and I come to you and I say, look, I want to deal with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm giving you the choice 
too. You you wanted to have a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the choice to decide whether or not you want to continue to be in a monogamous relationship. I've made a decision I no longer want to be in a monogamous relationship, mm-hmm. right? So what, I, what we do a lot of times is we don't give our partners that choice. We right. steal it from them. Mm-hmm. We say, you don't get a choice to be in a monogamous relationship anymore. That's right. You have to be in a choice. You have to be in a, in, a, in a poly relationship, right? And so the moment that I do that, I take the heat out, mm. right? And if I stay with that person, that here's the here's the here's the catch. That heat always comes back because it's not the heat around getting people to do what I want to do. It's the heat. It's the call to grow up as mm. a person being connected to another person, not being disconnected, but being connected to another person. Now you, you mentioned something earlier. I want to go back to uh, when you you said when you when you talk to couples and a lot of times the the answer for couples is. Well, let's have a date night. A yeah. date night will fix that. And you said that's not the answer. So that's the first thing couples usually say. Th- th- like, those are the tips. We have kids. We work too much. That's We're right. not spending time with each other. Let's that's do right. a date night. But the- you're saying that might not be the answer. So, 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 so think about it like this. Mm-hmm. When we were first dating, we had infinite choices. Mm-hmm. There are things that we could do. At some point, I could make a decision I don't want to be. I don't want to do this no more. I'm gonna go date somebody down the street, right? Mm-hmm. But when you make a commitment like this, have y'all noticed this? And and we and we've heard this before. When we were first dating, everything was cool, and the moment we moved in together, the moment we started, the moment we said I do, stuff changed. Mm-hmm. Sex changed. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 perceived respect changed. Like all of this stuff changed. And what I tell people is that that is an important element in long-term relationships. But isn't that normal? It's absolutely normal. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely normal part of relationship. But but we've been conditioned to believe that when that happens, something's going wrong, mm-hmm. right? But when you when you say to another person, "I choose you," you get right up against your own development because if you do something like like it's like this. This is why people can go out to a club and tell that per, tell a person in the club all their secrets. But the person that's laying on the pillow next to them, they mm. won't say nothing about. Mm. Why? Because if I say that to you, if I say something to you, something about either sex or something mm. about the way I, I want to have a baby and I know you don't want to have a baby. I want these particular things. And I say it to you and you turn your face up. Right then, if I don't have a clear sense of myself in that moment, I'm I, eventually I'm going to stop saying that to you because what you reflect back to me, I can't tolerate. Correct. I wonder, um, you know, when did you, that make sense? Did that make it, sense? No, it, it does. Yeah, okay. absolutely. It does. I wonder when you talk about that 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 rough patch. How do you know the difference sometimes? Because like some people will get divorced and they'll say irreconcilable differences. That's right. That's, That's what right. that sounds That's like to me. That's right. That's right. So 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 the way that you sometimes you could you only know the differences as you go through it, right? This is what I say that that relationships are people growing machine, mm-hmm. right? I'm not the same dude I was when I met my wife, mm-hmm. right? Hopefully. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more, hopefully I can tolerate things a little bit differently. Hopefully because of the arguments, because of the fights, because of some of the, some of the, what I call the kind of critical mass that comes into the relationship. Hopefully I've been able to say that when we go through it, that there's a purpose to it. Right. And it takes a minute to, to, to find like when we're going through stuff, when my wife, when, when, when something is important to my wife or important to my partner and we're grinding on each other, like, like, like 
there are things in a relationship that you're not going to get through over or, uh, in, in just because you agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to get through it because you're grinding on each other, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to get through it because you're because this is not a choice. This is not about making tr- you know quote unquote choices. This is really about um, my. This is about us growing up in a way that says I actually now can handle what it is that you're bringing to the table. Before, I, before when you brought it to the table, I would need you to change in order for me to be all right. I need for you to agree in order for me to be all right. Well, long-term relationships, you don't get that, you don't get that bargain. People actually have to grow up and transform in order be, and be the person that they want to be to tolerate the conundrums that are happening right now, wow. right? It's, it's, it's not about just behavior change. And that's one of the things when I would be working with couples, Couples come in thinking that your job is to protect or, or your job is to fix something that's working in a relationship. So they give you this frame and your job as a therapist. And what I realized over time is that my job as a therapist is not to just take their frame as the as what the problem is, that there is historical stuff that's happening. There's intergenerational stuff that's happening. There's persistent, especially if we're in black skin, brown skin, indigenous Mm -hmm. skin, there's persistent institutional weathering that happens to us and in our bodies. And then there's our own own personal pieces that all show up at the same time. You're not going to weather, you're not going to deal with that by just agreeing to disagree about something. But let me ask you a question. You know, you um, being a therapist and talking to couples and married couples, do you feel like couples give up too fast? Because of the things that you just said that, you know, people don't want to grind. They yeah. Wanna, let's agree to disagree. That's let's, right. Let me, they they let need me to try and find ways around it. Release the fire somewhere That's else. It. So do you feel that? I, here's what I would say. I would. I, so there are times when I've been in, in, a, in a session with a couple and I go, they may need to get away from each other, mm. right? They're, Can you recommend that? I, I don't. You can't, rec- right? I don't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't say that. I don't think y'all need to be together. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think y'all need more space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be I think you need to go over there. You need to go over there. No, no, no. I don't recommend it. But, 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 as a therapist, I'm I'm working with the energy that's in the room, right? Mm-hmm. I'm working with what's showing up in the room. I'm not. I don't have these like. The, this kind of tab that says, okay, this, this, this didn't happen. You don't need to be together. You don't need to be together. What happens is, is that people end up making that decision because they end up coming up against things that say, if I stay with this person and I allow them to keep eating my heart the way that they're eating my heart, I'm probably not going to be the person I want to be on the other side of this. Wow. And so, and so, in those situations, people stop being together. And so, so to answer the question around whether or not they give up too soon, I'm not. I don't think that this is not about Resma saying y'all need to stay together no matter what. This is about being being able to key into things that say, when we get to this place, am I willing or not willing to give up the most precious parts of me? Mm-hmm. And 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 there, you know, there, there comes a time in a relationship when you're in there, when I'm in there with a couple and I end up seeing um, so, a pattern play out and the the one person in the in the couple, because they're so busy fighting, does don't see that the other person just grew up in that second. Mm-hmm. You can grow up in a second. Oh, yeah. OK. Oh, yeah. There are there are things. There are things that happen in 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 a, in a in a office where 
the the I'll give you an example. About about two years ago, I was working with this with this couple, and they kept arguing about, and the thing kept coming up around wanting to have a child, mm-hmm. right? He wanted to have a child, she didn't, right? And she kept saying, "As soon as my career, we can have. As soon as we get a house, we can. As soon as." It, and he was like, "Okay, this is going. This is five years now, and every time I bring it up." You keep acting like you don't want, and you're saying you you want to have it, but you keep acting like you don't want to have it. And I keep coming to you trying to get you right now. In a typical in a typical situation, the therapist would be saying, "Well, you know, what do you want?" and and let's just try and figure this out, and let's write down, and let's use I statements, and right, they'll do that stuff. I didn't do that because I knew that the heat was important. This was this this was an issue that they can't agree to disagree about. Mm-hmm. This was an issue that was some you're going to have to grow up through this. This is going to be a deal breaker. This was going to be a deal, but but not a deal breaker in that a deal breaker where you get away from each other. A deal breaker was in that this is important. Correct. Mm. Do you understand mm, what I mean? Mm. And so what ended up happening was there was a moment in time where he, she said, he said, he said, she said, well, you can't make me have a baby. And he did this thing, and it was very subtle. He did this thing. He, he She said, you can't make me have a baby. He said, you know, you're right. And I'm gonna stop making, trying to make you have a baby. I'm gonna stop trying to make you have a baby with me, and stop trying to make you be with me. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start doing the thing. I'm gonna start acting in accordance with what I say I want. Mm. I'm the one that's responsible for the birth control in this relationship. I'm the one that always has to put the condoms on. I'm the one that always has to do these particular paces. I'm no longer responsible for that. So if we're gonna to start to have a child, I'm gonna act in accordance. I wanna have a child, I'm gonna start acting like it. You don't wanna have a child, you've been acting like you haven't wanted to have a child. You haven't, you, you, you haven't, uh, uh, you haven't come to me about having a child, you haven't worked it, you know, you, we haven't talked about how we get fertile and all that, we haven't talked. So you're acting in accordance with what you want. I, on the other hand, have not been acting in accordance with this. This happened in a second. This mm-hmm. is what you did. I haven't been acting in accordance. I'm acting in accordance. She goes, what, 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 you gonna make me have a baby? He goes, no, I'm gonna make me have a baby. You get to make whatever choice you need to make. I'm no longer responsible for the birth control. Now, that's one thing. That sounds like an ultimatum. That is not an ultimatum. That's an ultimatum. If it is an ultimatum, mm-hmm. it's an ultimatum to him, mm-hmm. right? So, so, Long story short, they start going through it, right? They get ready to engage in, you know, sex and all that different type of stuff. And he says, and she looks at him, she goes, you got the condom? He goes, I'm not putting a condom on, right? And she goes, get up, we're not not gonna have sex, we're not gonna do these pieces, right? And he says, okay, but I'm not gonna do this forever, right? And they keep, nothing's going wrong when that's happening. You're making sure you're giving people a, a, a chance to make choices. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. you're and, and in the part in the process, she gets to say, "I really don't want to have a baby, or I don't want to have a baby with you." Mm-hmm. And those hard arguments start to have start to mm-hmm. right. Nothing's going wrong in that moment. People are growing up as adults mm-hmm. in real time. And and that that particular couple, what ended up happening is, is that they ground on that for like a year. 
going back and forth like that, looking for ways out, looking for, you know, I don't, blah, 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 you can't make, and then at one point, he got to a place where he said, look, I love you more than anything on this planet, and I want to have a baby. I understand you're, you're saying you don't want to have a baby, and I can't make you have a baby. I want to have a baby, and I'm going to act like I want to have a baby, and I'm telling you that. And they got and they got through it. They ended up having a child. Wow. Right? But through the grind, not because they found a way around the grind, or you you can't agree to disagree about the things that are central. Can't agree to disagree about children. Mm-hmm. Can't agree to disagree about money. You can't disagree to get, disagree about in-laws, right? You can't agree right. to disagree about those things. You're gonna have to go through those things and grow up. Well, let yep. me ask you a question. You know, <laughs> and a lot of time in relationships, you know, you you always hear a lot of older people, right? Call them the OGs to say, sometimes uh, losing an argument is winning a battle. Sometimes yeah. apologizing when you're when you're not wrong is, is winning the battle. Sometimes right. Uh, right. just pretty much saying you, that person is right. Women or men is not necessarily losing the battle. It's, it's, not, it's not losing the war, it's just winning that battle, That's whatever right. it may be. What are your thoughts to that when people don't necessarily be certain, 100% honest, but they say certain things just to stop the argument or so that person can this, win that argument. This is the vibe piece. Can, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. DJ. Can you tell when you and your wife mm-hmm. are dealing with something that's important and vibratorily she just placate you. She just blows. She like course. she gives in. Of course. But you. But the sweetness that you really wanted has been taken away. Of course. You know. So sometimes we say we want something from our. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real, real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. 
The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow The Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Partner, right? And they give in and we say, that felt nasty. Mm-hmm. They felt like you just did something to me, right? That's the sweetness that's been withheld, mm-hmm. right? So those types of like tips, like just give in and stuff like that, your partner, if you're with your partner over three years, you're not just languaging with them in terms of what you say out of your mouth. You're picking up on vibes and vibrations. You're picking up on on sensation in the body. You're picking up on urge. You're picking up on a whole different embodied mm-hmm. language. You're not just picking up on what they're saying. So when people give in, right? Just to get so one of the things I used to say in my in, in my relations, this was uh, in, in my uh, when I worked with couples was this kind of dynamic. There would be a time where the person uh, person would give in if you're talking about sex or something like that. Mm-hmm. The person would just give in, right? Say, okay, you want sex all as much? Okay, I'm gonna give you sex, right? And one and what I call a dynamic is, and I would say to the partner, I say, oh, I get what you're doing. You're getting on your back to keep your partner off your back. Mm. Your partner always knows that. Whether they can articulate it, they always knows when you've withheld those pieces from them. Because what you really want is the sweetness from them, not just them giving in. But you can't articulate that. So, 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 so when it happens, you don't know what else to say. You just take it. And every time you take leftover sex or leftover things from a partner, you break your heart and your partner's heart. You know it. When, 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 when you, when you, when you take something from your partner that you know they're not really giving themselves or giving themselves to the relationships or giving them to, you know, the, the, the sweet parts of themselves and you take it, your partner goes, you don't even deserve the good stuff that I got because you're taking the crumbs. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. There's nothing going wrong when that happens. So but but we think little tips like that. Let's do this. Let's do that. And everything will be right. But eventually the critical mass will build back up and you'll be. deal. Have you noticed you have some of the same arguments? I'm saying this to you, too. Have you noticed you have some of the same arguments now with your partner that you did when you first started? 
not the same exact ones, but the patterning. It's the same. The things because you, you're learning each other all over. Again. You you you're not only are you learning each other, but it's because the, the it's because those things are important, and the, and the things that you could normally go, oh, that's not you know that's not that's not that important, or or baby this that and the other, right? That's already done. The only thing that's left is the hard stuff now, the stuff that you can't placate. So mm-hmm. that's why you keep going over and over and over again. I, I love uh, I love everything you're saying, man. And, and you have a section called uh, "How Therapy Really Works." Yes, right. And, and, and it's in the chapters of when therapists cop out. Yeah. Right? To, to how 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 do therapists often fail couples? Tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, Tips. Cause what you're giving sounds like real tangible things it's, I can apply it's to the a situation. Grit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This stuff, marriage, yeah. marriage forces you to develop a thick skin, mm-hmm. a fortified mindset, and a malleable heart. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. That malleable heart is the key piece. Some of us develop a thick skin in relationship. Some of us develop a, a fortified mindset and a hardened heart. Right? It's much harder to be in a relationship. Most of us that are in long-term relationships are in long-term relationships with somebody at some point that hurt us. Absolutely. Right? This isn't a relationship with somebody you just meet. It's a relationship with somebody that you've had the opportunity to hurt them and you have and they have hurt you in some way or another, right? And you still in a relationship. That's a whole different process of working through than than dating, right? The way that therapists cop out is that most here's the here's the dirty little secret. Most therapists are not as conditioned to deal with the heat and the trauma in relationships. They've been trained and got their PhD. They've been trained and got their LICSW. They've been trained in those pieces, but not trained in conditioning around conditioning their body to be able to deal when all that heat shows up in the room. Think about it like this. If you've ever been, if, if DJ, if, if, if me and you were, were boys, right? Mm-hmm. And I came to you one day and I said, Hey man, I'm thinking about running a marathon. Mm-hmm. And you'd be supportive, right? You both would be supportive. Mm-hmm. And you say, hey, cool, man, blah, blah. I know this dude, and you know, I, I ran a marathon, right? You give me all the support. And then I looked at you in all seriousness, and you looked at me and you said, hey, man, when you thinking about running that marathon? And I looked at you in all seriousness, and I said, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run this tomorrow. The first question you're going to say is, well, have you been running before? That's mm-hmm. right. And I looked at you, and I said, no, I'm, I'm, I haven't run it, but I did hear a podcast on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read a book on it, mm-hmm. right? You know, I'm I, I'm getting ready to be in some trouble, right? right. Yeah, I'm no getting, I, I, I'm right. getting my whole. My, you know that I'm not conditioned, conditioned. to yeah. deal with what I'm getting ready to put myself through. Marriage and race and sex is no different. Mm-hmm. Most of us are not conditioned to deal with long-term relationships and sex, right? And so that includes therapists. So when that stuff all comes into the room, when all that heat comes into the room, we've been trained to teach people I statements. I was going to I ask. statements. I said, rather than me saying, you know, you do, when you do this, this is a. Can you use an I statement? Say how you feel. Say I feel. Mm-hmm. Got you. Got right? you. Got you. Got you. The moment you do that, couples know. Oh, you can't handle the heat that we're bringing into the relationship. So they start taking care of you. Mm. Mm. Right. Mm. That's how and, and, and most therapists are trained in that way. They have not been conditioned 
to actually work with the heavy heat that shows up. Most of the time when people come into the uh, come into our office mm-hmm. or come into the office, y'all think about this. Most of the time when you go see a therapist, that stuff has been going on for four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years mm-hmm. before. That's all that heat coming into the room. Most therapists are not conditioned to deal uh, with that. A, a lot of people go to therapy. Uh, a lot of couples because they want to learn how to communicate better. But you say you don't. You you against that? They want. They they don't want to know how to communicate better. They they figure they didn't try to do this for ten years. They figure they'll pay you two hundred dollars an hour for you to figure out a way around it too. Or to be able oh, to figure out a way instead of going through yeah, it. Instead of going through it, okay, to okay, find okay. a way around it. Got you, got you, got you. Right? And so, and so what ends up happening is, is that, um, and then most therapists are th- think that their job is to, fig- is to help them f- or help to fix them, mm-hmm. right? Rather than helping them create a container so the stuff that happens literally, ha- every, everything that happens in a relationship has a function. Everything. Mm-hmm. There's not one thing that happens in a relationship that does not have a function. And most of the time, therapists have not been conditioned to look at what's the function of this particular thing, whether it's, whether it's good, bad, whatever. How does it function? Mm-hmm. And once I know how it functions, then I can work with it and see if the function can be changed, if it can be worked with, if it can be grown up some. That's not where it starts, though. Mm. We don't want to give him too much. I know. I know you got a, you got a book. <laughs> I did. I did have a, one last question for myself. I wanted to know. You know, of course, we on BET. So a lot of couples watch on BET and, and listening on the radio. A lot of things that when people call, they always say they have a problem in a relationship for one or two reasons. One is financially, they feel like their their spouse is not working at potential. That's right. And they feel like they have to be too much of a, a of a a support system. That's right. And the other one, I, I, I realize a lot of people feel like their spouse doesn't understand them. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. let's say you're a woman and, and you're taking care of two kids and you're working right. and then you come home and you're tired and your husband doesn't un- understand that. Or your husband and you're working and you're working two, three jobs. Mm-hmm. And when you get home, you're tired and you mm-hmm. want that break and your wife doesn't understand that. Right. How do you help people in that situation? So, 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 um, you know, that same pattern also happens in the gay relationships and uh, and and uh, the trans relationships that I've uh, worked with in my office, so it's not just you know uh, male female, mm-hmm. right? This idea of communication is one of the things that I think really jacks us up, right? We think that communication is verbal, like communication is if I if I tell you what I need, that's good communication. Mm-hmm. In actuality, if I already know what my wife thinks about me. Right. She's communicated, whether it's verbally, non-verbally, whether it's through vibes or whatever. She has communicated. I know exactly that. I know my wife does not like a particular thing or does not like me. Right. You better change it. Right. I I, I could change it. Mm-hmm. If I if, if I could change it, I probably would have changed. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the easier things I would have changed. My wife, because I know that from my wife. That's good communication. She has communicated to me mm-hmm. that she doesn't like me. The problem is I can't tolerate what she's communicating, mm-hmm. right? That same thing is, I, I say, in relationships happens in the, in, the two, in the two scenarios that you put. We think that if I, if, if I say to my partner, I'm tired, then they should in some way respond by making me not tired or at least helping me when I say I'm communicating that I'm tired. And what I tell people is, is this what I said, the thing about, um, about conditioning? Most of us are not conditioned 
to pick up on when our partner is really getting to a place to where this is a, to use your term, this is a deal breaker, mm. right? Like not deal breaker in that I'm going to leave, but a deal breaker in that I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I ain't doing this no more, mm. right? That's not anything going wrong. That's an important element because it is it, what it does is helps people be very clear. This right here, I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm no longer doing this no more with you. Mm. I'm not leaving, but I ain't doing this, mm -hmm. right? And what happens is, is that a lot of times when this stuff is showing up, people want to find ways around it. They want little tips. They want little things to try and figure out a way around it. There is no way around that piece. You got to grow through that. You have to get to those places. That buildup has to happen, and people have to be able to get to a place to where they go, you know what? This is You're important to me. I'm important to me too, though. And that is a lifelong thing, right? Mm -hmm. That happens. So the four things that get people into conundrums and, and in difficult situations, four things. Money, sex, kids, and in-laws. Mm -hmm. You can't agree to disagree about those things. Money, sex, kids, kids and in-laws. Not even in-laws? Mm -hmm. You can't agree to disagree. Hey. Somebody, I don't like your mama. <laughs> but for the last 10 years, she's been coming and staying with me and giving her opinion about stuff. And I've been getting around and I've been scooting around and I've been scooting around it. And I've been trying to say something about it. Now, I'm at a place now, we 10 years in, I'm at a place now where I have enough in me to where you're important to me. I'm important to me, too. I can now say to you, I don't like your mama. I don't want her coming, staying with us for five weeks. I don't like I, I, I don't like the way she deals with me, right? And I'm willing to fight with you about that. Do you understand what I mean? Right, it's important that we fight about this. I'm glad you keep using the word fight. That's going to be a fight. That, that's going to that, <laughs> yeah, no, be a absolutely, fight. Absolutely. But it's an important fight. It's not a fight that about something's going wrong. It's a fight about you're important to me, this is important to me, and I'm important to me at the same time. I, I got a few more questions because I know people will hear this and they'll be like, is Monsters in Love just for couples in conflict? No. Okay. Monsters in Love, Monsters in Love is really about how how you develop an understanding of the architecture of how relationships actually function. Mm -hmm. That's 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 the primary thing. Monsters in Love, all of my books are about you read you read pieces, you know this show, man. Yeah. You read parts of my book, you have to put it down. Right. Because the, the most important part of my book are the activities, the, the, activities, the practices. Mm -hmm. It's not just it's not just reading. There are parts of my book. You, you pick it up. You look at it. You got to put it down because it works on you. Mm -hmm. It's about, oh, man, I there. Here are the ways I've moved around this. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that so Monsters in Love is was really my take. So so quaking. So um, um, uh, my grandmother's Grandma hands Hale. was really about self. Quaking was about kind of like community. community yep. This one is about couples, the more intimate relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And and but they they work with some of the same skills, some of the same practices, some of the same pieces. And so this was just my take on it. Um, and uh, 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 yeah, it's not about just being in conflict. It's about understanding how conflict actually functions, mm -hmm. as opposed to all of the things that we've been kind of conditioned to believe it is. Can you tell the people what are the five anchors, real quick? And, yeah. And, and what, so, so, and so why uh, they're so important? Yeah. So, so, so one of them. So I said it earlier. Maintain a clear sense of yourself while connected to an important other, right? Tolerating pain for growth. Yeah, that's the one people I feel like people will disagree with. That's What's right. Why we gotta go through pain to grow? Right, right, pain right, shouldn't right. be love. Right, right, right. 
So, Envy, you you built a um, a uh, uh, real estate empire. Mm-hmm. You you're working on it, right? Yes, sir. Every day you got to do a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. You can't do everything. You can't build a road. You can't say I'm gonna build a road and I got it right. Mm-hmm. You you learn from the mistakes, from the oh I could have done, I could have done right. Of course, there is there is there is something to be gleaned from even the difficult pieces, mm-hmm. right? That's a painful process because it is the pain of growing up as a human being, not the pain, not the not the pain that um, not just pain without a purpose. Right. And so relationships are really about how do I begin to have the I'm going. So it's the choice between what I call clean pain and dirty pain. Mm -hmm. Dirty pain is the pain that you get by going around something. Right. Uh, uh, Having a fair out of relationships, stealing your partner's choices, um, um, spending money that, you know, you ain't got and not telling your partner. Right. All these different pieces, stealing your partner's choices. That's dirty. Right. And we all know the dirty piece. Clean pain, and as adults, we don't get a choice between pain and no pain when you're trying to grow up. You get a choice between clean and dirty. I I know that when I'm doing this, it's going to be painful. But it's the pain that can build capacity, not the pain that takes me around it. Those are two different pains. And so for those of us, so for those of the listeners saying, well, pain, love shouldn't be pain, of course it is. There is, but it's a capacity building pain, not a not not a one that that, that keeps you um, immature, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so those that say pains, you know, in, in a marriage you shouldn't have pain or there should be no pain, are people that 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 want to stay immature, mm. right? Um, um, I, and so th- so those are the two those two anchors I think are the most important anchors. Okay. Like those, those like having a, a clear understanding that this piece is about growing up. Like one of the things that I've realized, and I just like over the last ten years I've realized with my wife, is that I realized that in a good long term relationship, the outcome of a good long term relationship is that one of us is going to bury the other one. That's the outcome of a good wow. long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that wow. that 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 wow. our 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 work with each other is we're growing ourselves up, growing each other up, and at and the payoff at the end of that is that one of us is going to bury each other, wow. and that hopefully at the end of that our hearts are light enough to where we say good job. Wow. Wow. I'm glad you didn't give the other three anchors because I want them to go by. Yeah, it. Go but, read but that one, book. One, one, one more yeah. question. Yeah. What's the one biggest piece of advice you have for couples who are going through conflict, who are yeah. going through difficult times? Yeah. Slow down. Mm. Slow down. Just breathe. White body supremacy, and I haven't talked about this, but, but and this is the more larger pieces. White body supremacy, one of the one of the primary things of white body supremacy is urgency. Urgency is what is how this whole thing, especially with our bodies, right? Mm-hmm. That's how this whole thing was was founded, right? The the plantation. What I tell people is that the plantation was actually uh, is actually was actually a sanctioned rape factory, right? And we a lot of us come from from bodies, come from bodies, 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 who were for two hundred years raped and used as product. What makes us think that those bodies weren't conditioned around that trauma? 
Mm. And what makes mm. us think that that stuff is not going to show up in our relationships right now? Those conundrums, those pieces, those pieces around body sovereignty. Do I have do I have sovereignty over my own body or do you have sovereignty over my body? That's the whole thing right now. And so what I tell people is one of the first things that I do when I'm working people is slow down. Mm. Quiet. It's all right. Yes, it feels like you're going to your your body is going to be ripped apart. Yes, it, yes, you think that you're not going to survive this. Slow down. Learn the things that you need to learn, and you have time. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. 
having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. Wow. wow. Resma Minicum. Resma Minicum, ladies and gentlemen. Teacher, we appreciate you, Jayla. Appreciate you, brother. I don't want to overload y'all, but go get Monsters in Love. Mm-hmm. Go get The Quaking of America. Go get My Grandmother's Hands. And this, I didn't, I haven't seen these albums. Yeah. So, so, so that, so the, the uh, dismembered and unarmed. So I do an album with each book. Okay. Um, either I, I get with other, other musicians and I train them on the practices in the mm-hmm. book and then they go and create songs about those things. Wow. So that's dismembered and unarmed. And then feral dreams is actually a, I, I kind of looked at it as remember Ballin' the bullet, um, by oh, Malcolm yeah, X, absolutely. just all of his speeches. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what feral dreams is about. It's all of my speeches. Okay. Um, and so you can doubt. So if you buy the album, you can download loaded on your phone or it's a it's also a, you, a vinyl you, album so for people that love your culture quote i'm sure that's on it yep. that culture quote is yeah. everywhere thank you man thank everywhere. you thank you it, it is it is that's every place man and 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 it's one of those pieces man where i i actually have a thing on my website where people can sign up for all of my quotes 365 days a year for mm-hmm. free you just you, you just get a quote on your phone um, and it's designed to help particularly black and brown and indigenous people understand that we're not defective Right. That we live in a culture where we've been taught and and have been uh, 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 connected to bodies that have been taught that we're defective. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I want to do with my books and and with my music, with the music and everything is to say we're not defective. We don't need to start from that place. That's not that's not what's happening. So. All right. That's right. Resma Minikin, we appreciate you for joining (laughs) us again. Make sure you follow him. What's what's Instagram? Uh, Resma.com. If you go to Resma.com, R-E-S-M-A-A.com. Um, or Resma Minikim on Instagram. All right. It's yeah. the Breakfast Club. Good morning. On BET. <laughs> on BET. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. On the Breakfast Club. And shout to uh, DJ Nala Simone, who's uh, in the building with us for a little bit. Came through to say what's up. Now, uh, Kylie Jenner, she addresses the misconception that she's had so much surgery on her face. Now, the 25-year-old... <laughs> man, shut up, man. We ain't got nothing else to talk about, yes. man. She says, listen, listen. Man, shut up. She says, I think it's a big misconception about me is that I've had so much surgery on my face and that I was some insecure person. And I really wasn't. Yes, I love full lips and wanted full lips, but growing up, I always... Uh, what she said, I was always the most confident person in the room. I was the girl performing for everyone. I had my one lip insecurity thing, so I got lip filler. One lip? And it was the best thing I've she ever one done. She says, I had my one lip insecurity thing. She so got I, one lip? So I got lip filler. And it was the best thing I've ever done. I don't regret it, but I always thought I was cute. There's people out here with one lip. I know white people got real thin lips, but one lip? So that so she's uh, that's all she's got was uh, lip filler. Okay. I don't care. But Kylie Jenner's business is people being in her business. So, you know, she's sharing her business for people to be in it. Yes. Yes. But I thought she had, like, like her whole face changed, didn't it? I think it's a misconception. We watched it. Yeah, like the whole we watched face. watched you on like, your whole just, family. Like the whole 
face. She's also a kid. We've seen her since she was a kid. That's what happens when you grow up. Kids' faces. Oh, that's change. your story. You gonna stick with it? No, I'm sure she probably got something. But kids' faces do change. You haven't been watching her since she's been a child too. Now, you do realize that, right? That's his story. Yeah, nobody's denying that. But her whole face changed, bro. <laughs> yeah, because we saw she's her. A different but, person. But you saw her since she was a kid. All right. Okay. Like I'm saying though, like people do go through puberty and things change. Like you literally saw her since she was a child. I'm, and I'm not saying she didn't get no surgery. I'm just no. saying you did see her since she was a kid. He, might have, he has probably lip filler coming I, out on college. Yeah, I don't line. even got nothing to say mm-hmm, to that. Mm-hmm. But maybe she. Um, I don't think necessarily the low self esteem has anything to do with the the changes. You wanted the changes because you like you're different. You know, you wanted something more exaggerated. That don't got nothing to do with your low self esteem. Oh, y'all do care about this story. I didn't know. No. You just reporting. You don't want us defending it. First of all, you'd be insecure if you had one lip too. Stop <laughs> judging. Stop <laughs> judging. No, for real. Shut I don't up. like how you're so judgmental about with that young lady I'm just not now. Her. She I got one that. lip. Okay. If all you right. got one lip, you'd want more than one lip. Okay. Now, Glorilla is being sued by a New Orleans rap group over the song Tomorrow. Now, uh, they're saying Hard that she record. sampled the song Tomorrow and they didn't get clearance. So, let's play Tomorrow first. Classic. Like they the snap. Cardi and Glorilla snap on this. Papa, you would think mm. I went to school for Carrey. Looking all right. good as hell today, just sent my five right, now this good is... as hell today, just sent my nigga five attachments. Now, this is the song. It's called Street of the West Bank, and they're saying that it was sampled without permission. Oh, I hear it. <laughs> what year was this recorded? 1900 and what? 1994. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You can, you can hear it at the same piano. Hey, man. Mm. Somebody got some explaining to do. Just to pay, you know, give them, give them their credit. That's all. All right. Now, we reported this story earlier, and I want to uh, say it in depth. So we, we reported earlier that Young Miami confirms that she split from Diddy. Oh, give, me, give me my friend. Oh, Lord. <laughs> You're telling this story again. You really You got to get the fans together. You don't even know how to open it. Other side. Other way. Other way. That, other way. That's other unacceptable. Other way. What other way? Show me the goddamn fan. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know how to give me the fan. Man. Come on, man. Come on. Act like you're know, like you a damn lady for once. <laughs> okay. There you go. There we there go. go. All right. There All right. Go. So young Miami, well, let me do it right. Young Miami girl, she talks about her split from Diddy. Mm. She says, that's not my man. Mm. She put this comment out when she was doing her, her interview. She said, I want everything. Mm. I want to be an actor. Mm. I want to be an artist. Mm. Tell them, girl. And an entrepreneur. I love it. It's just my work ethic that's going to determine my success. Get what you deserve, young Miami. I never expected to be an artist. That's right. I will say that I manifested being famous. That's right, young I Miami. always thought maybe I'd be somebody's baby mama or wife, girlfriend, or something Goals. like that, or just an influencer. Goals. Goals. A lot of people don't understand it. Mm. And it, ta- it ta- they say it takes me being like illiterate or not being able to talk properly. I understand I always you. think about it. I'll be like... I'm going to do it, mm. but I never follow through. I can't disguise my voice even if I wanted to. You don't need to, boo. Be you. You are an original. God made you who he made you to be or who she made you to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, you are a one-on-one, young Miami, and being young Miami has got you this far. Okay? You deserve it all because every day the sun don't shine, but that's just why we love Mark. <laughs> that's right. And we're talking about Diddy. We still friends. We still good friends. Mm-hmm. But we're single, and that's not my man. That's right. We had our own situation. That's right. I'm not going to put a title on it. He touched my butt. We were effing mm-hmm. with each other hard. Hard. Mm-hmm. We were together every day at one point. Talk to him. He supported me. I supported him. There you go. I supported him. I love it. I love it. You I let you. the internet call it whatever they want to call that's it. That's right. You won, Young Miami. You won, you won, you won. Drop a little cool bomb for Young Miami. Right, you gotta you go ahead, Carisha. You do you, boo. And lastly, I got to talk about this girl. 
The Daily Show. I heard about it. The week of May 15th. Mm-hmm. 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 I heard about this. Guess who hosted? I heard about this. Guess, guess, guess who hosted? Red, can you guess who hosted? No, you can't guess. Nala, can you guess who hosted? No idea. Mm. I'm talking about the girl with the big hips. Oh, come on now. The big Boy, hips. you in here giving compliments. The girl with the big hips. You in here noticing things. Noticing it. What? Yeah. With the slim waist. Okay. Oh. What is more. going on right tell now? Tell me more, Envy. Flattery will get you everywhere. Tell me more. Charlotte McGay, drop a bomb for him. Oh, what? <laughs> Yo, you said the girl. You said the girl. Charlamagne is going to be hosting the first Daily all, Show. All, why are you laughing? You don't know what I identify as. <laughs> that's, that. You see, that's your problem. That's right. I don't respect people in that's 2023. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't know what I identify as. What do you identify? You, you identify. <laughs> I, say it. Whatever I want. Whatever he wants. Oh. I, I said the girl with the big hips <laughs> and slim, the, the big, thick, slim, whatever. You heard what I said. Yes, the week hips. of May 15th, Charlemagne the God drop a bomb for him. Yes. I am looking forward to see who I piss off that week uh, when I host the Daily Show. I need all listeners of The Breakfast Club and Brilliant Idiots who are in the NYC area to pull up and get tickets to The Daily Show for that week. Uh, if you plan on watching me to tell me I suck, I appreciate that too. That's right. So mm-hmm. you can tune in again the week of May 15th and it we- uh, airs right. 11 p.m. Eastern time on Comedy Central. That's so right. again, drop a bomb for Charlamagne right. the God. And all... All one-lit people are welcome. Just shut up, man. <laughs> shut up. All right. Well, that is your rumor report now. When we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. Let's go. Wake that ass up. In the morning. The Breakfast Club. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk 
can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.